0: Hey, Screen Thoughts lovers, it's Hollister here, and I'm actually going to go solo this week because I wanted to review The Handmaid's Tale season four, and I really can't start talking about season four of The Handmaid's Tale without going back to season one. So let's just go back in time a little bit to 2017, and for many of us, at least for me, in the female forward arena, if you will, Trump's policies really felt very threatening. You know, they were terrifyingly threatening. And as we saw our rights over our bodies in a way that made it look like we just might go back to abortions in back rooms and having less and less of a voice in the way government was involved in our lives, we were scared. I was scared in real life. And when I started watching The Handmaid's Tale, I could really feel that it might not be out of the realm of possibility, which in itself felt like. It was out of the realm of possibility. So the series gave me a visual reality to the 1985 novel, which when it came out seemed as far away as The Hunger Games, which I might add seems more and more probable than when it came out, too. But moving right along. So anyway, we watched back then in fascinated horror as June and the other handmaids lost not only their freedom, but their families, their access to information, and what was happening outside the halls of the commander's homes. It was really about isolation and about fear and about shock. And it was about what happened to them and how they responded to what happened to them. It was not about what happened as a result of what they did. It wasn't until the very last episode in season one, episode 10, that we saw them use some of their power. Janine is meant to be stoned, you know Janine she's the one who wears the eye patch and she was on a bridge close to suicide until June brilliant vanity free June played each and every episode. By Elizabeth Moss, who truly is something to behold and she steps in and saves her so finally the circle of handmaids says no without words. In their circle, on their knees, they refuse to destroy their own, even to save themselves. It's that moment. It's the end of the first season. It's exactly what we are all searching to empower ourselves to stand up and say no, whatever we believe, whichever side of the aisle you're sitting on. So it's not surprising that June says earlier, and I think this really comes back to haunt me sometimes, they should never have given us uniforms if they didn't want us to be an army so she really is the leader of the army of the red robed handmaids and that continues to sort of develop so season one is over and in each and every one of their souls we women of america we realized how truly vulnerable we were which is why season four is so important a lot of people are complaining about it and i understand it yes it's more and god how many times can elizabeth moth furrow her brow without me going oh please and it is very dark and it is very violent and it's sort of like we've seen all this before why are you putting me through it again well let me explain why in my humble opinion everyone needs to watch season four because season two and three lead us up to this season when that army of women which is really made up of the ripple effects of June splashes are the ones driving the narrative. And the evil forces of Gilead, who I might point out are mostly men, are finally forced themselves to respond rather than control those they need to, to succeed in their quest for a world where their power and their desires and their beliefs control those around them. It's a moment, a tipping point where all of a sudden, they're no longer leading and driving the bus, they are chasing the bus. It would be easy to miss the nuances of this season because the storyline isn't as smooth as it's been. It's sort of jerky, you know, we're up in Canada, we're down, you know, we're in Chicago. Are we in Chicago? We don't even know who's in Chicago. I mean, it is a little choppy. But when I think about it, the trajectory of our nation's smoothness right now in America is also choppy. So who's gonna win the battle is not a given. And the journey to get there is very, very inconsistent. So, but there are so many lessons to observe in the season four already. And then I would ask you to respond to some of the questions that I'm finding in the first three episodes, which is what I've watched so far. So what's your tipping point? That's what I would ask you. What is the one thing Gilead men could do to you that would make you sing the location of the posse that is your cemented suicide? June faced hers, she faced the tipping point. What's the one thing they could do to her that would make her tell them where the handmaids were hiding? And I couldn't help but ask myself, what was mine? And I think they chose the right one because I think that's the one that would move me too. I don't wanna be a spoiler, so I'm not gonna go there, but ask yourself, what's your tipping point? Would you be a handmaiden who just wanted to have a different life for herself, which is what some of the women who are following June really want now. They just want to go somewhere where they can be a little bit free. Or would you want to be the one to lead a revolution of revenge and destruction, which is really what June's after. She's after revenge and destruction. Or just participate in one. So which of those three people are you? The one who just wants to go live quietly in a hidden place? The one who wants to lead the revolution or the one who wants to participate in it? I'm not sure where I am, but... And is choosing to do what a man wants you to sexually, to stay alive or give you safe passage, is that rape? She had a choice. Is it rape? I don't know. It's complicated. All the sexuality in The Handmaid's Tale is complicated. But I've got to move a little bit to Canada. I've got to move to Fred Waterford and Serena Joy Waterford. I think that episode four in season four is one of the most outstanding moments for Serena Joy Waterford ever, okay? So she's repositioning herself now as a mother-to-be, and she's also being brought up on charges for rape and assault, and really being told she was one of them. But she has spent the last few episodes saying she's not. And we sort of believed her. We don't want to dislike her. I don't know why. Maybe because she looks so innocent? I don't really know. But then she asks Rita, and you remember Rita. Rita's the one who took care of her house in Gilead. She asks her to come and see her in episode four, and she calls her friend, and she says, you will be part of raising my son. Huh? Rita's free now. She's in Canada. The fact that Serena Joy doesn't even get that Rita was not at her home by choice is really shocking for a woman who is as smart and intuitive and thoughtful and watchful as we thought her to be. So we we all have the ability to not see our flaws. I get that. It happens to me all the time and how it affects others. But her sheer ignorance of how Rita felt when living with her is sheer madness. And when Fred says to Rita, I never hurt you, it's Another example how the two of them, without any pushback, could lead a life that they totally rewrote and was fiction. I'm going to play for you now the moment when Serena tells Rita, oh, you're going to come now on her own volition and you're going to help me raise my new son? What are you kidding? But anyway, let's go to that moment. But now you're here to help me care for this little boy. It's a boy. It's a boy. <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> toy trucks and scraped knees and no. catching frogs? <laughs> oh. Praise be. Praise be my ass. That's all I can say. There's no way she has any understanding of what she's done. So when you create a life without truth and where no one has the ability to stand up to you, without fear of plausible death then you'll never be in reality such a great scene when she tells fred too when rita goes and finally pulls herself together and finds her voice and she says take care of your own family a great moment in time so i guess i'd like to end with season four is about women taking control of their futures and men they had no idea what we were capable of under their eye (laughs) Blessed be the fruits of the labors of the women of Gilead. And might I add, the women of America too.